welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Uh, joining me, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, mountain fever already. In the Giro d'Italia. Volcano fever. Uh, oh, it was, and uh, yeah, I saw, there's a couple of cliche, um, know. <laughs> uh, you know, trashy, trashy headlines around the world, but it delivered 18 kilometre summit finish. Not the first time they've been up here and not the first time we've seen drama, but so early on. Absolutely, and then uh, we'll, we'll detail uh, most of mm. the, the stage and the climb, but we have to start with uh, Karen Thomas, which had an incredible fall in the neutral zone, uh, yes. which wasn't captured on camera, but was captured on social media. You, you, I tell you what, you don't miss a single thing these days, I've got to say, do you? I mean, you're which dead right. Which is worrying. Well, it is, it is. It's like, are we all getting filmed right now? It, we, keep, we talked about it during the tour, didn't mm-hmm. we? Um, the Truman Show. I love that show, Absolutely. that movie. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah. But t- tell us about the, this fall, because uh, it happened in the neutral zone, going downhill, and it involves a bidden. Yes, well... If I can go a step sort of forward slightly, you and I, as we do on most of what we have done this year, mm-hmm. working together, we'll we'll trade messages throughout the evening of what's happening throughout the stage and give our point of views. And you messaged me at one point and said, Thomas has crashed apparently. And I went back and looked on one of the websites and said, yeah, it said that. I said, it's in the neutral zone though. So we both sort of thought nothing of it, thinking yeah. neutral, slow. Then we saw this vision off a mobile phone. Actually, we saw two separate visions. They're actually going, I would say, at least between 30 and 40 kilometres an hour to be conservative. Probably not much quicker. It looked quicker, but probably between 30 and 40. That's still fast mm-hmm. when you crash. A downhill. Downhill. A little bit, little and downhill. sort of those those old town sort of village, Italian village, sort of big sort of bluestone bricks. They're quite smooth, but greasy. The bidons are flying pinball machining across the road, and one's collected his rear wheel, and they're full because they've just started the stage. So all of these bidons are full. They've dropped out of the bike, hit his rear wheel, and he has just done a like a like a full slide out and slammed down on his shoulder. I thought, looking at it, you think, oh, collarbone. Yeah. He's got going. They haven't really talked about it during commentary. They've said he's crashed, but it wasn't but, until... Oh, yeah, because he, because he wasn't in the actual start of the, no. the, the race. All we could see during the commentary was... The, the the jersey was scrapped, ripped. ripped a little bit. Yeah. And you will go, okay, is it how is it ripped? Uh, it's not completely worn out. It's a small. Yeah, what happened there? Yeah, yeah. But then he looked looked really down. Well, he got dropped before the yeah. climb, before the Etna, didn't he? Before the yeah. the mountain, uh, the start of it, I should say. So, but I think they knew he was in trouble, and I I mean him, his team, but I think other teams knew as well because the way the race unfolded, and we saw. Mitchelton Scott go to the front early mm-hmm. uh, and set tempo, and that's another story that we'll get to. But massive blow. He has not had good fortune at well, the Giro d'Italia. Ineos hasn't had good fortune this year. Oh, they had a shocker. This, this year has been shocking. This is they've had their own 
coronavirus yeah. within the squad, <laughs> haven't they? It's it just hasn't gone their way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, one out of the box, whereas other teams have absolutely come to the forefront and sort of thrived in this strange year. Ineos certainly haven't, yeah. In the end, he loses something like 13 minutes. Yeah, uh, crazy. So, Giro over. Let's, say, let's yeah. say he recovers now. Even if he's in full form, Giro over. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yes. <laughs> you say it. People might be saying, come on, 100%. Yes, for those of you who are listening. And yes, normally that is the case, but I think we can all agree, bizarre things have happened before. But that far down, you're done. You're, yeah. And, and you're, you know, he's not going to come good tomorrow. He's, he's going to struggle for a few days. He might not lose time, but he's going to be hampered. His race for GC is over. It's uh, yeah, it's a real, it's a real pity too because he yep. he was one of the favourites leading in. Absolutely, and then on top of it, for Ineos, they lost the jersey. They knew they were going to lose the jersey mm. as well, but Ghana was never going to uh, retain that pink jersey. Uh, but also, so they they have got this crash with uh, with Thomas, and they lost the jersey as well. Yeah. So now what? What do they do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they tag Gagenhart. He rode on, rode like didn't wait for G. So they will now try and salvage something with a couple of their young sort of riders to see how they can go, I think, throughout the three weeks, and they'll go for stage wins. That's pretty much what they're going to do. Yeah, and someone like G, uh, do you think it's possible for him to go and say, Giro is over, I pull out of the Giro right now, and you know what, I'm going to go to the Vuelta and help Chris Froome at the Vuelta because we need to win something. He might just want to look at the state of affairs in Spain. Well, I don't want to. Be, I don't want to be a yeah. party pooper, <laughs> but it's a reality that we've come to know this year. And you're right. I sort of agree with what you're saying, but the Vuelta may not happen. Yeah, and and that's you know don't want to be negative, but that that is a, that we have to look at that as a possibility. And as a rider and as teams, I think at the moment they have to think that the Vuelta may not happen because of the, the COVID issues in Europe. Italy, incredibly, and and in a good way is quasi under control um, with their COVID, mm-hmm. considering that was where the hotspot started in Europe, didn't it? Yeah. So um, I think the, it's theory, moving, the uh, theory behind this is because uh, in Italy, pretty much everyone's lost someone close to them. Mm. So they know the reality of the virus. So they are actually listening to the authorities wearing masks. I noticed uh, somewhere so on. on the stage, uh, during the stage, or no, no, I was watching, actually, I was watching the preamble, the sign-on, all of the crowd there, or majority, had face masks on, which was good, which yeah. was good to see. And this is down in Sicily, which I don't think was affected no, exactly. as much as the rest mm-hmm. of... In fact, it was northern Italy that was affected a lot more than the rest of the country. So they're taking precautions, um, which is good. But um, the, the other dilemma is, and I don't, I don't know if we've discussed this post, Chris Froome was pretty average at LBL. Yeah. No, we didn't actually. I thought about it yesterday. We yeah, didn't. we didn't. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, this gives us a good opportunity to touch on it. I but fear that, that is not his land. Like that's not nah, that's not where he, thri- he, he thrives. Doesn't matter. No, nah, I checked. He's he's had twenty eight race days, and you and I both are uh, you know genuine um, fans. I mm-hmm. guess I can say of mm-hmm. Chris Froome as a person and as an yeah. athlete. I fear that this could be the beginning of the end of the career for Chris Froome. Well, he's got his Royal Startup Nation coming next year. Yeah, but I, what I mean is, I don't think we're going to see him win anything. See else. Chris Froome, interesting. The, the old Chris Froome that we've yeah. seen because of his injury, mm-hmm. and that that'll be a that'll be a shame. But it is what it is, and look, he's lucky to be with us in yeah. some yeah, yeah, cases. So, so they've 
Yeah, that's a, that's a real shame. And mm. I did, we did notice that. He, he was off early at LBL. He was dropped. There were 70 riders ahead of him. I knew He's, we forgot to uh, speak about something yes, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and it was big news, really. Yeah. It was sort of... You, you get forgotten quickly, though, don't you? Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to make a joke of it. You do get forgotten quickly. He is the best Grand Tour rider of the last 10 years. Yeah, he's, he's won more than Alberto Contador, you know, or thereabouts. Uh, he's the best. Best rider in the world, you can argue. And as quickly as that, gee, you, you're erased or forgotten, aren't you? Um, so, but anyway, that's right. it. The sport moves on. Yeah. Uh, gee, we don't know, actually, at the minute, uh, when we record this podcast, if he even is going to start tonight. I know mm. he, he was in the hospital yesterday. Not too sure if he stayed overnight, but they stated that he will have to do under, undergoing some further checks in the morning, which yeah. you would think it's it's normal. But uh, they haven't seen any cracks, any bones um, broken or anything like this. But the fact that they want to check again, You know, it's, yeah, yeah, they're going to assess him definitely, and, and look, more and more now they're they're doing more of those assessments with you know potential um, concussion, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, you, and they won't take space. risks. Yeah. yeah, watch your space. And you know the thing with riders like G or GC guys that have come into a race like the Giro to win it or to podium, anything less than that is a failure for them as well. And not, I don't mean it in a negative sense. They say, well. We, we don't want you to ride around and suffer to finish 15th, you know, yeah. which 15th he's going to beat 130 other riders. He's mm -hmm. only not going to beat 14. Yeah. But that's not the result we came here to achieve. Let's let's drop the the anchor in right now, make take a, you out of the race, make reassess. A call, make yeah. a call and reassess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think they, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about uh, Mitchelton Scott and, uh, and Yates and so on, uh, Ecuador erupted. On Etna. Oh, See what I did? See what I did? Oh, cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're, is that what we're going you to know, on, this, on this podcast? 2020, we do what we want. <laughs> There was an eruption on stage three, and it was in the, in the form of the Ecuadorian. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, it's, it's a good win. It's it a good was, win. Yeah, it was great. And look, I think last year, if I'd cast my mind back, I was discussing um, Carapaz and with excitement because I, I, I love it that cycling breaks new ground in mm -hmm. the world, uh, in this great world and, and Ecuador, you know, the first, the first ever sort of thing. And suddenly now you've got this kid who has obviously been inspired by Richard Carapaz. Um, he was already on his way, obviously. He hasn't, they haven't just plucked him, <laughs> you know, off a farm in yeah. Ecuador. <laughs> He's obviously a pretty good cyclist, but It inspires him and inspires the team to give him a start, and now he's delivered on the first mountaintop finish. And you know he beat a few handy bike riders in that breakaway as well. So yeah. it was uh, it was a good ride. So Jonathan Cachedo, 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 yeah, and he's got the national um, yeah, champion jersey. Yeah, so yeah. you know it's not it's not it's not coming out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, but I don't think he would have been my pick on the on this day. But oh. he, he, he he got that stage under control relatively. Well, he that, did. That climb was really suiting him. Yeah, it was. I mean, and you look at the size of him. He reminds me of another rider on the team, not Danny Martinez, the Colombian national champion. Mm -hmm. His name escapes me, but um, yeah, no. I mean, it, look, it was uh, it was it was a good ride. And look, he had to beat a guy in Giovanni Visconti. Visconti yeah. attacked him. He's a multiple stage winner in Grand Tours, Visconti. Slight, slight thing with Visconti, though. Uh, the team missed the last 
10 kilometer limit for the bottle. Yeah, and, Have and you seen that footage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. I know the... that. Yes, I raced against him. He's a he's a bit of a character. Um, he wasn't. Yeah, I can say this. He wasn't happy. Oh, he was, yeah. So just Fair to, to say, he was a little bit stroppy. <laughs> just to picture people who haven't seen this, uh, hmm. he, they just missed by a few hundred meters. The, the, Is that what it was? Yeah, that there wasn't that much. Yeah. It, it was 10 kilometers and at like nine <laughs> kilometers and 300 meters or something. And he obviously they, needed it. They, he yeah, was they missed. They missed the feed zone uh, for him, and he was going to give him a bottle from the window of the car, asking the commissaire, "Can I do it?" And the commissaire said it? no. They said no. They said no, no. And then he smashed. He didn't throw. He smashed the bottle yeah. on the ground. He, he almost. He smashed it. Right beside the riders. Yeah. So he almost caused more damage. He wasn't happy. Uh, Lucas Ginto. Lucas Ginto. Yeah, that's Lucas correct, Shinto, yeah. the Italian. He, he rode for numerous uh, pro teams uh, in my era. So, how much of this is a sign for you know for the other riders? Cacino. That... Okay, I might, yeah, he's in trouble. He's a little bit low on fuel. Uh, who knows? But. I mean, yeah, you're like, it was great vision. Get on social media. I see it. Yeah. Look for that and, and look for the Garrett Thomas one. Just type in Garrett Thomas. You will find the vision of him crashing. It's it's not, you know, I don't say watch it. <laughs> we don't want to see nasty crashes like that. But, yeah, you will see how hard he actually hit the deck. And how, how your look can change in oh, a snap. it's crazy. Just even before the, the official start. Yeah, the flag know? hadn't even come in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely madness. Anyway, yeah. uh, let's move on to uh, Mitchelton Scott. Uh, Mitchelton Scott, you know, uh, has plenty of Australian riders mm. in this uh, in this year's Giro. Uh, Simon Yates is the leader. He was looking really well until yesterday. Yes, yes. It was... Yeah, so they, they went to the front early, and I was a little bit surprised. But at that point, I wasn't aware of the Garrett Thomas crash mm-hmm. or how bad it was. I think, going back to what I was saying before, I think they were more other teams were more aware that G was actually struggling a bit. So they, Mitchell and Scott, decided to go on the front foot. And, you know, credit to them. They went, we're a favourite in the race. We're going to take control. We're confident Simon can deliver on it. Now, if not win, he'll be right there or thereabouts. So this is good for us. We're going to assert our authority. Mm-hmm. But it backfired on them because so, he didn't so, have the legs. Yeah, so like to, to make it simple, they mm. got the, he's got the team working. Him, him or, or, or Whitey yep, got the team yep, working. Well, they made the decision as a team. Uh, yep. And then at the end of it, when he, he actually needed to personally deliver, he just couldn't. He couldn't do it, no. And um, no, look, let, he... Let's listen to, uh, to Whitey. The, the big game changer at the start today was Garen Thomas's crash in the neutral, uh, who looked like he'd hurt himself pretty bad and clearly, clearly did. Uh, we're one of the favourites for this race and uh, we wanted to win the stage. Uh, so we wanted to take control to give ourselves a chance to win. So the boys did a good job controlling that breakaway, uh, and we had uh, have uh, an indication at that time that Simon wasn't on a, one of those wasn't on a good day. And then uh, when we did get a little bit of an indication, Trek had already taken over, and uh, then Trek yeah, did a, you know, did a job there to maybe put time into Garen Thomas to push the pace. And then uh, then when Simon uh, lost time today, uh, it was just about limiting our losses. We'll just be coming at it from a different angle now. The, the Giro's always won in the last week of this race. It's always a brutal finish, and there's a long time between now and then. So so there was Matt White, the DS of uh, Milton Scott. Yeah, so basically got the team working. Simon Yates couldn't work at the end. What can we read from this? Because we know, interestingly enough, in 2018 on the climb of Etna, uh, Simon Yates did really well. Mm. He actually, I'm not sure he climbed the jersey or he was he came very close to climbing. Yeah, to yeah, cl- he could claiming, be right. Yep. Claiming the jersey again. But this this climb didn't deliver for him. No, it's... And, and look, everything Whitey says there is 
you know, true and correct in the sense that, and he's right, cliche, day by day, all that. But it's nervous signs when your GC guy loses time on stage three. Yeah. And I know it takes, I was I was reading a, a quote, a couple of quotes from Nibbley, and he said, look, I'm not surprised this, you know, Etna has caused some damage to the GC. And he said some riders need, need some of the GC guys need a week or so to ride themselves in. Others can do it early on. He's obviously one of the most experienced guys rolling around, Nibbley. But if Yates was good, he would have been there. Now, but on the other hand, Whitey in this grab, he's not, he's not too worried. He say, he's saying the Giro is won on week three. He's right. 100% and, right. And, and, and say, so saying that, so to go 50 cents the other way, Simon Yates can still win the Giro. Mm-hmm. But he cannot afford to have another bad day. He's had his bad one now. That's it. He can't have a bad one. So he needs to come good. And he's got a few days now, I think, to sort of, you know, get himself through without too much bother, probably. Um, sit in the peloton, not have to worry too much. The team won't have to do a lot of work. Just protect him, look after him. Mm-hmm. Try and hopefully see that he's right. But to me, that's a nervous sign. It's not a good sign if you're losing time. Yeah. Um, like, you know, he didn't lose a minute. He lost nearly four. Yeah. Or he lost, actually, sorry, he did lose a bit less because the, the time he lost was to the stage winner, which yeah. was the breakaway, obviously. Yeah. So he lost two to three minutes. Yeah. So the the, the the contender that is emerging today is definitely Nibali. Nibali, at the minute, oh. is looking is looking great. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, cast your minds back to the individual. He lost a minute 40 to Garrett Thomas. Yeah. Bang. Erased. Gone. He lost... A little bit less to Simon Yates. Simon did a great individual time trial. Bang, he's taken all that back and and two minutes already. Exactly, yeah. Nibbley's just, he's sitting in the armchair saying, uh, okay, I wasn't expecting the armchair ride just yet. Yeah. Um, and normally he's the master in the third week, Nibbley. So he's in he's in the best position of anyone. But there's a few other notables there, by the I way. I was going to ask you, like, who, who else do you see sort of uh, pointing their nose yeah, towards I mean, the, the front of it? Wilco Kelderman, I thought he did. He had a great ride. Well, he did. He was fourth on the stage. He attacked at the end. Jakob Fulsang, to me, I know it's early eight days, but he's emerging. Even with the, the trouble in the team in Astana, they've lost two riders, uh, two support riders. If he's strong. good enough, if he's good enough, he'll he'll follow the wheels. He'll follow the wheels. Um, you do. I feel like you need your teammates more at the Giro compared to the Tour. So, but he's got experience. He's an old campaigner. Yeah, this could be that. This could be the year for Jakob Fulsang. He looked good yesterday. Mm-hmm. Rafael Mica, um, Potsavivo was good. Potsavivo, and can't forget Stephen Kruzvak. Stephen Kruzvak. He was a few seconds off. He was struggling a little bit. Never ever forget that year. Kruzvak. He was home and hosed, and he crashed across the summit of the Stelvio. Nibbly was the one attacking across the top. Yeah, and was prepared to take every risk on the descent. Kruzvike followed, hit the two-metre wall of snow. His Giro ended there. Yeah. He was in the jersey. He was he was in, he was looking invincible. Mm-hmm. He he is a man is that Giro. can come good in the third. It's the Giro. <laughs> it throws up. You know what we're talking about now will be turned on its, it's head in the second week. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's what that's why we love the Giro though. The most the toughest race in the most beautiful place. Exactly. There you go. That's yeah. what it is. Oh close to it. We, close debate. to it. <laughs> we debated it. <laughs> yeah. Um before we move on to any other news, uh Sagan got lost 
in uh, oh, the, yeah. the finish line. Mm. How, good, yeah, how good is this footage as well? Because that's the Giro. He, they sent him one way and that was not the way to his hotel or his bus. Yeah. And he had, he had to tow a ride back with some fans which were filming themselves. That's, yeah. that's nice. They've got the window down. <laughs> They've got the perfect shot. And the thing is, right. Uh, remember, but he's laughing. He's laughing. It, he's like, yeah. <laughs> me. Yeah, and he's having a chat with them in Italian, of course. But remember... We've we've seen plenty of antics from Peter Sagan over the years. You'd remember the one from Tour Down Under, where he was trying to get through in the car, and they were putting they were packing up the gantry yes, banner, yeah. the one kilometre banner. So he gets out and helps. Now you can argue and say yeah, it was half staged. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they weren't driving down the road planning it, mm-hmm. but Sagan said, "Hey, turn the camera on." So his press officer is super switched on. This was not planned. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is. This just proves this is the type of person Sagan is. But, and you see the guy, like the Tifosi, saying, hey, I'm filming, I hope it's okay. And he's, he's like, like yeah, 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 no, no problem. problem. Yeah, no, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry Thank about you guys. It. Classic. <laughs> and this is why we love Sagan. You know, he can he can be difficult to interview. And I don't mean that in a, in a you know, he, he, he can be annoying or anything like that. He, do you know, he, do you know he, he won't I, give you much. Actually, but, I don't think he's annoying because you need to understand, you know more than anyone, but it's the Sagan game. Yeah, and you just don't get frustrated. You just play with it. Yeah, and don't and don't don't give him boring racing questions. No. <laughs> Even sometimes we need them, but you've got to think outside the box with him, because if you don't if you don't stimulate him, he'll just give you nothing. Yeah. But he'll give so much more out around the crowd in the race, etc. Yeah, he's um he's a, he's a champion. Yeah, real champion. Absolutely. Any other news? Uh, well, we got to. T- Look, we've got to mention the, the leader, the new leader, yep. mm-hmm. João Almeida. Absolutely. The young Portuguese, 22 qu- years old. The Quinnic Quick Step. Yes, yes. So I think I mentioned it in yesterday's pod. I interviewed yep. the whole team at a sort of private function at TDU this year. All right, for some? Yeah. Know, it was pretty, you know where it was at, too? <laughs> I'm not, not joking. It was at a Belgian beer cafe. There we go. So what do you think I was doing after? <laughs> as soon as I'd finished my official duties. Putting pints? And the, the, the guys that got me there, they said, oh, what do you want? What do you want? I said, have a cold beer ready. <laughs> and they did. So that was the remark, guys. So I'll give them a little shout out. But um, yeah, this kid... He, I remember they said to me, this kid, he's a dynamite, watch him. And I interviewed him, pretty softly spoken, had a chat to him. He didn't, I think he went okay at TDU, but he, you know, he, he didn't set the place on fire. He was a young sort of neo. Here he is. Yeah, leading, leading the, the Giro d'Italia. So and also, this is brilliant. Can we mention the scouting system at the Quick Quickstep? Yeah. Because they are keep pulling out young riders and they're picking them up early. And they've got this culture at Dukinic that they are keeping them as well. Don't well, you think? Well, Matty Keenan has had a pretty good, given a pretty good description as well, which sort of couples with what you're saying. You know, he buys them on the way up. He gets these athletes, and he probably more talked about sprinters, Matty, with mm-hmm. um, you know the sprinters that he's had, Viviani, yeah. um, um, Kittel, um, Cavendish. Gavrila. He's got them at their peak or on their way up. Gorilla, Gavilla, Gavilla. I can't. I, 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 I apologise. I'm going to let it go. No, I love it. Let it go. <laughs> no, pick me up anytime. That's my problem. <laughs> but but you know he gets them at their peak or on their peak, and so he gets them not at their absolute. Market value. Well, he gets them at their market value at the time. So he plays that. He's a money ball. Mm-hmm. He plays the money ball, 
uh, Lefebvre. And then when they leave, it's like they never, ever produce the results. No, exactly. That they produced at De Kernick Quickstep. So he, he is a bit of a master of it. I'll give him that. And Or, well, whether it's him or the recruiting guys from that squad. They, yeah, but look at it. Like Sam Bennett, he had Gilbert also mm. in the team. Mm. Uh, of course, Alaphilippe. Uh, they keep they keep propping these guys to the top level. Yeah, and, and you know... It's, Remco, Remco yeah, Evenpool. Yeah, well, he's going to... Well, I mean, it's just a side note that you mentioned Evan Paul. He's doing well. <laughs> and I know it's not happened. It's What's happened has happened. Would have been nice to see him here, though. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Absolutely. Have we will, his, we'll see him here. We've got plenty more years, hopefully. If you follow him on social media, yeah. he's doing really well. Like yeah, his recovery's he's, he's, yeah. coming along nicely. That's Absolutely. Good. And did you see his, his little clip? The thousands... Of comments, yeah, thousands wishing him well. This kid is so wow. that, that must be also pumping his tire big time. Oh, oh yeah, he's, anyway. he's <laughs> wow, he, he's something special, isn't he? So, any other news? Uh, because uh, we've, we've got some classics coming up there's again. Some snippets, yeah. yeah, there are some snippets. So, while you mention the classics, how about we we'll go back to LBL for a second uh-huh. and just the wash. I don't want to. No, it's, no, it's, it's don't worry. I'm not, I'm not talking about the sprint <laughs> it is finish. Painful for me. I'm not talking about the French world champion who completely <laughs> stuffed it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will talk about Greg Van Avermaet, though, and yeah. uh, Jay, Jay McCarthy, who crashed. They both hit the median strip separately. So they didn't cause each other to crash. They both just hit. There was a median strip that caused them both to crash. A nasty one as well. Yeah. So I don't know, actually. I haven't seen an update, and there probably is of Jay McCarthy. But anyway, well, let's send out a well wish to the Aussie. Um, but Van Avermaet, three broken ribs, fractured vertebrae, and torn ligaments. Is, is he out for the classics? Uh, his season's done. Done? His season. Oh, look, a bit of gaffer tape. He might be. <laughs> no, he's done. His season's done. Not, so, great, not great for CCC as well, because we know they are folding at the end of the, yeah, the year. Yeah, so that's... You know, yeah, it's a dampener, isn't it, for them? And, and obviously for him... The, his biggest part of the year was probably coming, uh, yep. Van Avermaet. So that's a real shame. And, and he's a joy to watch, isn't he? Um, but on a positive note of LBL news, and we didn't mention this yesterday, 22-year-old Australian Harry Sweeney mm-hmm. won the under-23 version of LBL. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, and I've, I've got this crazy feeling that I am wrong, but he might be the first Australian winner of an under-23 version. So if he's not, I apologise to the other one. I've learned yesterday that you actually rode uh, LBL Junior. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You have I to remember it. in between a, yes. a sandwich and a... Yes, <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote it in 1992. Whoa. <laughs> Can you believe that? It was, it was 1992. Um, but anyway, Harry Sweeney. So he's, he's riding for the Lotto Sudal under-23 squad. He steps up to the pro ranks next year. So yeah, that's huge. That's that, huge, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. got that's got even the hierarchy at a lot of Sudal excited. So well done, Harry, and Gent Wevelgem this weekend. Yeah. can you believe it? Gent Wevelgem in October, <laughs> and I've saw I saw a post from the Flanders Classics official um, Twitter handle saying, "How are you going to watch the race from home? As much as we want you roadside, this is the year that you don't come roadside." So they're really saying, "I'm not sure if if it's going to be illegal, as in a government directive, but definitely from the race organisation, they're saying we don't want you roadside, not this so year." So they they are at least not going to make it easy. Anyway. Belgium's. Belgium's right on the edge yeah. with their COVID cases. So, yeah. And, and look, they're a country of about 15 million. Mm-hmm. 
squished into the size of what of a, a third of, of Victoria of a stump probably yeah yeah <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> yeah pretty small so yeah, yeah they got to be they got to be really careful and we know those iconic images of the crowds we see mm-hmm. on those you know crammed in like sardines we just we won't see that this year but we will see some great racing absolutely yeah. uh, and uh, still you haven't asked but I haven't got any update on Paire I don't know yet uh, it's nothing is done so they've I, gone I, quiet on it but this yeah. is ASO did this for the tour yeah didn't they yeah they just shut up shop Mm-hmm. Put the put the lock and chain on, iron gates, security system. No one could get anything out of them. So I'm hoping. I mean, I'm. You see, I'm trying to be really optimistic yeah. that they're just going to not do anything. And I think they're going to put measures in place. Yeah, I think they already are. I think we they already are changing some of the presentation, some well, of the some of the things that you you where normally the riders would have actually been shown to the public. Yeah. This is probably not going to happen. So they are trying. I think they actually, are actually there's yeah there's a, there has been a there has been an announcement. Yeah. You've just jogged my memory. Yeah. That there will be no team presentation. Exactly, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. So at the moment they're pushing ahead. And forgive but, me, forgive me for being selfish as as a as all of us are fans of this great sport, but the race bubble has worked. It's proven that yep. it's been working, ninety-nine uh, percent, like well, at the tour and so on. The riders and the race aren't going to cause the spike to get worse. No, if they have thousands unless, of people roadside, unless, yes, unless that can. You, unless you're Sagan and you're uh, getting a ride from <laughs> unknown people. Looking well, at yeah, you. That's, yeah, that doesn't help, does it? I didn't think of that. Just yeah, as a yeah, psh, we'll just, we won't go there. <laughs> but no, you know what right, I mean? Right. I can't see why they can't have the race if they don't put all those strict measures in place because Paris-Roubaix of all of any bike race is a TV spectacle, yeah, isn't you, it? You, I, I, I agree with you, uh, but I, this is not actually not rehearsed at all as a, mm. as, mm. as a chat, but uh, I agree with you. But the big difference is in a three weeks tour, like the tour, like the Giro and so on, they control the riders for three weeks. Yep. In the classics, they don't. They control the rider for one day. And so it's a lot easier to do. Well, yes and no, because what are they doing for the the, the, the other six days? How do you control, as a race organizer, what is the team A, B, well, they do C get doing? Tested, they get tested yeah. Twice, once or twice before the race, so they'll go into a bubble. They mm-hmm. will be that. Actually, that's an interesting point because they the, talk about the results of the test, and sometimes symptoms don't show. There's a ten day period, or I know even in Australia, yeah, exactly. we have this, don't we? So I don't know. I don't know what. But I mean, come on, a, a peloton of two hundred riders racing. Let's say some guys have the virus, don't know. They're not going to suddenly make. France's cases go through the roof. No, They're no, already no, through sure. the roof. No, it's, it's, it's about the public. Yeah. It's about yeah. The, the, the general public yeah, coming in, joining about. in, you yeah. know, or not. Yeah. So I agree. And then, and then if there's one classic, and I'm just waving my little flag here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, if, I'm with you. You're on my were, shoulders waving the flag, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but you know, like if there was one Grand Tour to have was the Tour de France, mm. if there was one classic to have, it's probably Roubaix. It's, <laughs> it's probably Roubaix. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, and I think it's yeah. job done for ASO after that. Oh, there'll be... Although there's the Giro, the, the, the Vuelta. Vuelta coming in. The, let's debate this a that's bit later another, on. That's yeah, another debate, absolutely. isn't it? Yeah. Okay, cool. That was a good podcast. I think that's, yeah, that's I think it. that's all. Uh, uh, yeah, so Giro, just quickly, yeah, tonight, could be a sprinter stage. Yeah. Could be a day for Matthews. Yeah. So there's I a think bit, it's been pointed for Matthews. There's a bit of a dirty big mountain in the middle of the stage, but it's too far from the finish. So uh, Matthews, yeah. Sagan, this yeah, kind of guy. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Aussie Michael. winner. Thank you.
This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, which is tomorrow, same place, same time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout-out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground, where fun is fast. Go to Swift.com and start your free trial.